0: You can have a great CV, have all these courses, all these qualifications, but what employers love is experience. They love that you've done the thing before. They love that you've maybe done some volunteering.
1: Hey guys. Hey, welcome back to Crossroads. I'm Sienna. And I'm Hannah. We are super excited for this week's episode as we will be joined by another amazing guest. Every week, we are joined by a new guest with a completely different career story, where they've done a higher-end degree apprenticeship, gone down the traditional A-level uni grad scheme route, or taken complete U-turns and zigzags in the path to their dream career
2: guests will be from a variety of different roles in different industries not just media focused
1: helping you navigate your way and decide which path to take when you're at your crossroads
2: before we get into this week's episode don't forget to follow all of our socials on instagram we're
1: crossroads.podcast on tiktok we are crossroads.pod and twitter we are crossroads with a Z.pod let's reveal this week's guest is Capital from Global
0: with Kemi Rogers? Hello, how are you doing? Is Kemi hanging out with you for your very late Sunday night? And how about this to kick things off? This is Capital Extra. Capital Extra. Capital Extra. Calvin Harris and Jurilepa. How are you doing, by the way? Ten past one. Kemi on Capital. Kemi Rogers.
1: Throughout the episode, Kemi opens up to us about self-doubt, the stigma behind BTECs, her struggles with mental health at uni and the financial reality of becoming a radio host.
2: Although only at the start of her capital career, Kemi has plenty of achievements from the past year. From summertime ball to the Isle of Wight Festival. Welcome to the podcast, Kemi, and thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you for having me.
2: So Kemi, you're a presenter and a DJ for Capital FM and Capital Extra, as well as a host of two Snapchat original shows, The Sip and Say
0: What. Yes, I am, it sounds like a lot when you list it off, but thank you, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. You
2: host Capital from 1 and 4 a.m. and the burning question we really wanna know is, when do you even sleep?
0: Oh my God, that's a question I've been trying to ask myself for a year now. It's it's kind of crazy. The sleeping pattern definitely gets affected, but it is all worth it. I tend to sleep after if I can so like I'll be going to bed at five in the morning so it's funny the sights that I see on my way home people going out people going like getting up for work I'm a proper little night out sometimes I don't get any sleep but sometimes I wake up at like lunchtime so it really does it varies but I mean I do it because I love it you know sometimes something's like worth it so I don't even really think about the sleep sometimes which is uh I think very handy in this job
1: So we're gonna start with your school kind of college experience growing up. What was like, what did you dream of being when you were younger?
0: Oh, okay. There were three things I wanted to be. From like infant school into like very young juniors, it was like a pop star, even though I cannot sing. I cannot sing.
1: We've all been there. We've all been there.
0: I was like, I'm gonna be a star. Like doing like the talent shows and like, she has no talent. And then, like, for about a year, when I was, like, maybe, like, 13, I was, like, I'm going to be an actress. Can I act? No. no. <laughs> I did, like, a very new like, theatre, like, performance in my, like, local, like, theatre. And I played, like, a flower in Little Shop of Horrors. So that tells you just how much, like, I was really, like, giving to the performance. And then, honestly, from the age of 14, I was, like, I want to be a presenter. That was it. I literally used to listen to the radio. And I used to hear, like people interviewing my favorite brands and i was just like well i want to do that i want to chat to them and honestly just from then on i had like this tunnel vision that i was like everything i do in my life has to be to get to presenting because i didn't know how it's like it is really hard you know it's a hard industry to like know how to get started in um which is why i think obviously the global academy is like amazing because this is like a great step in to kind of like find out how the industry works but for me, um, I didn't know about the Global Academy or maybe I'm old, so it wasn't around. I did feel quite lucky in that from a young age, I knew what I wanted to do, but like I've got friends now who like still aren't sure like what they're gonna do. So I feel like a lot of young people, like I speak to my little brother and he's like panicking cause he's just like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. And I'm just like, you don't ever need to know, just like kind of go where the wind takes you. So I definitely think that I am an anomaly that I knew from such an early age.
2: What was your overall school experience like? Did you love it? Did you hate it?
0: Oh, interesting. I think I loved school until maybe the last few years of school. I must say, clean sweep, no detentions, goody two shoes, but I like learning. I always love learning. Like, even now, I still like learning stuff and put myself through courses. So, the learning aspect I really like, but I did in secondary school for the last couple of years, I just got annoyed with my school. I started like petitions and stuff against my school because they'd like ban skirts, like ban like women wearing skirts in school. They're like, you know, you're distracting the men and the teachers. And I was like, hang on, that feels like sexism. So I'd like, I get really angry It's just stuff like that. And also I guess with school, it's a great kind of like stomping ground for finding out different stuff. So you kind of like see if you're more like, Maths based, science based. I was not maths based.
1: No, neither no, of we us were.
0: We <laughs> weren't. <won. laughs> yeah, and like so, I'd really enjoyed like to kind of like the humanities, ethics, and history and all that kind of stuff. Because I knew what I wanted to do, and what I wanted to do was none of these subjects at school. I just wanted to get my like teeth stuck into like media so badly. So I was so excited to like go to college, and I think college was just like the best. I loved college. So um, yeah, school was like fine, but wasn't amazing and i think there's probably a lot of people who can kind of like relate to that yeah yeah, yeah
1: definitely so you studied a level 3 BTEC extended course in media production mass communication and media studies i've spoken on the podcast before about kind of my um journey to the global academy and how a lot of people like made fun of me and stuff at school because it was seen as like a less intelligent option so i just wanted to ask if you ever felt less intelligent for doing a b-tech as opposed to an a level or whether a lot of your friends did b-techs that kind of thing
0: well that's such a good question that's and it's really interesting that you've had that experience like as well i always think that b-tech gets a bad rep what i was kind of hearing from my peers at the time is like if you do a b-tech like you're not intelligent blah blah blah. and if you're doing a media b-tech oh my god God, like that's awful. <laughs> to be fair, all my best friends and even my best friends now are people that I've like met on the on that course when I was in college, like we are like sisters, like they are my bestest girlfriends ever. But actually at the time, I had friends obviously doing like other academic su- subjects and there was a point in my second year where um, I wanted to take politics as well. So I started taking politics as an extra A level on top of the B-Tech, which is worth, is it like three or, f- or it's like four A levels or something? I can't remember like how, what it's actually worth. And then I actually like started focusing more on politics and like my B-Tech like started like falling, like I couldn't do all the work. So I had to give that up. So I had a taste of kind of doing like A-levels and B-Tech, but the B-Tech was the best thing for me. It gave me a taste of everything. Feel once I kind of got started, I don't feel like, there was ever that pressure or that I felt that like I wasn't doing anything academic. Sometimes it was like kind of nice to get my hands stuck into like stuff with projects, but other times like I was writing reports and I was writing like articles and all that stuff, so I was kind of getting a taste of both sides. So, I mean, I came out of that qualification with like the top marks, and I know that I bloody worked my off to like to get to that mark. No one in that course would have said that it was a, it was a DOS. I feel like people really need to think about BTEC in a different way because if there's something that you know when you wanna do, quite honestly, what I've realized getting older is that you can have a great CV, have all these courses, all these qualifications, but what employers love is experience. They love that you've done the thing before. They love that you've maybe done some volunteering. And with a BTEC, you've got that hands-on experience of actually like, oh, I've done this thing or I've interviewed that person or whatever. So even though your friends like might like sneer at you, honestly, you will be having the last laugh in the end.
2: So as you were saying, when you were younger, you wanted to like kind of get into the acting, the singing. So a very creative person, like both Sienna and I, um, have your parents always been supportive? Like, did they always just kind of say, go for it?
0: Oh, absolutely. And I feel like that's such a blessing because I know that there will be some people whose like parents like, I really think you should be a doctor. I really think you should be a lawyer. And I was like, I'm gonna be a star. And my mum's was like, well, she always told me that I could be a star. I mean, in hindsight, she was like, yeah, Kemi, okay, I'm not sure that you could have made it as a pop star, but like at the time, I'd write little songs on my notepad, I'd go and perform them. How she didn't laugh in my face, I have no idea. Like my parents are real ones for, for that, but I've always had like parental support. And I don't think I would have been in, been in my position had it not been for my parents, like, Pushing me and giving me the great advice. It's it's difficult when you're trying to start a career when you have to do kind of like free work experience and like I don't come from London, so I literally like kind of stay with my family at home and like commute in. And they were always just such a supporting like rock whatever I needed, whether it's just support or if it's a home to live in while I kind of like do some work experience to get myself in the door. They would always do that, and they strongly like I've always believed that I could do it. So from that, I then always had the belief in myself because I feel like if you it might be easy to not believe in yourself if you've got people around you who tell you, you can't do it or like that's a bit of a pipe dream. it kind of took me 10 years so i wanted to do it when i was 14 right and 24 was when i first got paid for it so that's like 10 years of free work studying all that kind of stuff and there was a point that they were like okay if this doesn't work out you know like how long are you going to give this because you can't spend your whole life chasing a dream that like might not happen and they were saying it with all the love in their heart so there might be people listening who like have that same experience that you have people like looking out for you and they don't need to get hurt but also you need those people kind of just being like you can do it no matter what like you can do it and I think that support is just like everything and I'm so grateful to yeah my family and parents for being so supportive from like day one
1: oh that's so lovely so while you were at school and college were you always planning on going into further education going to university or did you look at other options
0: i had a real like conundrum so i thought i always wanted to go to university i did like all the open days all that kind of stuff and then i remember got accepted to university i packed up all of my room right and two weeks before the start date i was saying i don't know if i want to go i don't know if i want to go like i really don't know if i'm going to go and my mum was like okay we'll just pack up your room just in case you decide to go because it's going to be a nightmare if you suddenly decide the day before and you haven't packed anything so honestly i just had all these boxes in my room and in my hallway and i was like I don't know if I'm going to go. So I was like looking at all these companies and apprenticeships and all that kind of stuff because I was just like, I'm going to get cracking with my career. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't want to wait. I don't want to waste any time. In the end, I did decide to go to university and I think it's the best thing that I ever did for me in that moment. It was the best thing. I did a multimedia journalism course. So it was journalism, but it was like, it was TV journalism, radio journalism, magazine journalism, and like newspaper journalism. But it was then at Bournemouth University that I then started the student radio, which is called Nerve, And I did, yeah, every week for the full three years. And throughout that course, it got me to do work experience at um, like my local BBC station. I did my like, work experience at like Bauer. When I came home, I then became like a heart angel and started the global street team. like university was the best thing for my career. And like, I feel like I'm in a unique position because I use the skills I used at university, if that makes sense. I know it's not a ubiquitous experience. Like not everyone has that same experience. And I know like, I think probably most people don't use their degrees, but for me, it was the most perfect option for me. But yeah, I was so indecisive. I didn't know, it was hard to know. Like when you're making a big life decision, like what's gonna happen, like if you take like either path. So it's it's a big risk and, I'm financially paying for it oh my god but it was uh it was an amazing experience and I loved it how
1: did you like overcome that kind of when you were stood there like I'm not sure if I want to go Was there something that someone did or said or was it just like I'm just going to throw myself out there you sort of had like a jump off the cliff moment
0: yeah I think it was definitely one of those just like take a leap of faith because I wasn't sure and honestly like you know some people had like very strategically like taken a year off studying or like after studying they're like I'm gonna work for a year so I can save up to go to university right because it's expensive you know not everyone can have the help from their parents like paying rent and all that kind of stuff I didn't prepare I had 70 pounds in my bank account and I'm like okay I'm just gonna go 10 days in I was like oh I just want to come home and if I'm being completely honest there was a point every year I thought I was gonna drop out just because the workload was so heavy and i was like i don't know if i can do this my family were just so supportive and was like you can you can do this in my first year it would always be towards the end of the year i'm like i can't do this and my mom's like okay you're nearly at the first year just get it the first year done then like nearly the second year and i'm like get the second year down then in third year she was like you've come so far you can't drop out with your dissertation so like i'm not going to say it was a walk in the park it was really hard but i'm so glad i made that decision honestly i don't know what my life would be like if i hadn't have gone there but now you've got kind of different courses and you can you know Companies are taking apprenticeships. Whatever gets you in the thing first, I think is the best thing because if you can work your way in straight away, you've got an extra three years ahead of everyone else. So um, I'm not like a everyone needs to go to university kind of thing because it's expensive, it might not suit you, and there might actually be better options for you now. But um, for me, it was the best thing at the time.
2: So speaking about university, how was your over experience studying multimedia journalism at Bournemouth?
0: It was good. It was eye opening. One thing I don't think I realised when I got to university um, is how news based it was, because I was going to take a music journalism course. And there was a really good college lecturer who said, don't do a music journalism course because if you then don't get into music journalism or you want to move away from that that's all the experience you've got he was like do the biggest broadest course you can do because then you can go into music journalism but also you can go into all these different like aspects as well and i think that's the best advice uh education wise someone got me don't niche yourself too early and multimedia journalism was great so yeah you had the five different like disciplines covering kind of all different aspects but it was very like news so like for example on like the tv and the radio news days you'd like go in you'd have to then find local stories like local pothole or like council leader says this like go out interview them like edit it all together then like literally do like a bulletin like you know like a news bulletin like you'd hear on you know any global stations that kind of also gave me a taste for like magazine journalism which i definitely realized i like more than newspaper journalism like kind of writing more features and lifestyle stuff which is Something that I like just doing as a passion project now. The studies were hard. Like, oh, it was hard. Like a lot of essays. I did a lot of like media law ethics, which is obviously like great stuff to like have, but like very heavy academically to like know which law and which this. Obviously, it's really great to learn about because even like stuff about like off common stuff. I'm obviously a broadcaster now, and we have these courses to kind of like refresh our memory about you know what you can and can't say, and if you're like. Court reporting and all that kind of stuff. So, I've taken all that knowledge and brought it into what I do now because you can't be like libelling anyone on air. (laughs) I I think on uni is like academically a very hard time, but the memories that I made will just last a lifetime.
1: So, I feel like when we talk to people about university, or I know specifically for me and other young people, everyone says it's like the greatest experience of your life, it's fantastic, it's this, it's that. I feel like a lot of people don't talk about some of the negatives at university would you say that you experienced that as well as all of the great memories and everything
0: oh 100% 100% i found university so difficult my mental health was like not in a great place only for some some points like obviously i loved it but like the studies and the stress it was just so much and i had this thing where i just put my head in the sand so for example my dissertation i had to like literally get an extension because i just couldn't i just would sit in front of a blank screen a week before it's like due and i'm like i don't i don't don't know what to start and then you have like really organized friends like oh my god i got post-it notes all over my wall and i submitted it weeks ago and then i'm like stressing something i don't even know where to start i had the best times but also the worst times at university it is a lot and i don't yeah you are right people don't speak about it as much and um i'm glad like mental health is like more of an open thing now but yeah well, i was like 100% struggling at university and just like trying to keep up with everything and keep up with my studies and doing well and so much pressure on what's going to happen next and of course you're on your own as well right so you're not with your family you're probably like living hundreds of miles away and uh, obviously you got your friends around you but that can be really difficult for some people as well like i was lucky that i made some like fab friends but even stuff like sometimes you live with people when you don't really want to live with them, where you have arguments, that's also a stress, right? So I think having like the best like support network around you is really good. Definitely like not thinking like, oh, I should just go to uni because all my friends are going, it'll be fun, it'll be a laugh. Because if you're not passionate about the course that you're doing, you'll be like, why did I come? Because it's, it's expensive, it's really, really tough, and it'll push you like more than you've ever pushed yourself before. I've never known stress like university. And I'm glad that I can get over it. But like, it's a big It's a big thing to kind of like go into and had I known like how stressful it was gonna be, maybe I wouldn't have done it. I think I was like quite naive and like kind of taking that leap of faith and nothing about me now regrets any of that decision, but I definitely think you have to be real and be like, it is hard work. Like it's hard. There's a reason people drop out and they do a year and they're like, it's not for me because it's not for the faint hearted.
2: Earlier on, you mentioned how you knew was the best thing for your career about your placements and stuff. Is there anything a bit more you wanna say? Kind of how you got your placement?
0: So for my course we had we had to do Six weeks of placement. Otherwise, you didn't graduate. Like, and that's hard because everyone is trying to get like placements at all these amazing places, and they're like, "Sorry." Like, that was a stress. I think my favorite was, and I'm sorry, Global. I love you, Global, but I did two weeks at Bauer. Like, it was amazing. Did, like, absolute kiss magic. Honestly, I just was like a station assistant for all of their stations for like two weeks. I was calling competition winners. I was like running out and getting props for the radio. I was sitting in on. At that time, it was Ricky Melvin and Charlie on the uh, Kiss FM like breakfast show. And that just gave me a taste of being inside like radio, like working in the building where you've got all these different studios. i go and sit in on shows. That was incredible. I'm really grateful to BBC Radio Sussex. I worked with them for a week and I got to do interviews as well. And it's more like news-based. So they're going out to the street and like interviewing people, I would sit in there daily like briefing meetings like what's the agenda for today it was such valuable experience being in there and i much enjoyed the work experience part than the studying because i was getting in there and i was doing the stuff i just love the atmosphere when i was um trying to get like jobs and stuff the experience the work experience honestly sold me like far more than i think anything else or just the degree did like i was like oh well i've worked here and worked here and kind of name dropping all these companies and all these names and that was just like so impressive to like future employers so um i think even like if you're not in university, if you're not in higher education, just emailing and trying to get some work experience somewhere, honestly, it's the best thing ever.
1: So studying multimedia journalism at university, you've obviously shared that you had a passion for that since you were younger. Do you feel like the difficulty of your course or the fact that you were studying it academically ever took away from your passion or your love
0: for it? Oh, I definitely think so. In college, I used to love interviewing bands for like the student magazine and stuff. I I don't know how now, but like I managed to like, kind of like blag my way into getting free festival tickets. I don't know how, and I need that younger Kemi to like work that out. We wanted the tips. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I was like, I'm here. And I would like, I'd literally like, see the people in the lineup and i'm like okay i wanted to like these people and i ended up managing to interview like a load of my favourite bands like at the time which is insane. anyway so i was like super creative and i was like so stuck in i really enjoyed like writing i really enjoyed reading like i would always read a lot and no joke after uni i did not read like a book for fun for so long because I'd done all this studying and all these like textbooks and all this coursework. can honestly, I was like, it sucked the creative soul out of me. Once you've just been reading textbooks all like year, you, you don't want to like then sit down and like read a book. So it really did like kind of suck the creative like juices out of me. And then obviously I've like kind of got them back again as the years have passed since I graduated. But. Yeah, I definitely found it hard, but you know, at the time I think it was the right decision for me. How did you like
1: reignite that fight? Was it going out into the actual world and it was kind of like all new and exciting or?
0: Yeah, I definitely think so. Like just doing something a little bit different, just having some space and time away for it. I'd read like old books that I've read before, like Harry Potter series, bloody love them. But just like something that I knew I loved like kind of as a child.
2: So would you recommend attending uni to someone trying to enter the media industry? Or do you think maybe look at alternative paths nowadays?
0: Oh, I think look at an alternative path. Just because media is so much on experience. I literally, there's a producer that I see almost every day and they are so young. They're like 21 or 22 or something. Or they started when they were 21, 22, like in global. I was like, did you go to like uni? And they're like, yeah i did but i also started a global like during uni and i was like well, well then you don't need uni do you know what i mean like you're straight into it if there is a way to kind of do like an apprenticeship and stuff i would definitely kind of explore that option i think although it was really good for me maybe if you were doing something more if you were interested in more the news side of things if you uh wanted to get into like lbc or do the news side then maybe i think kind of a journalism degree is like a good thing to have because you know a lot of law and all that stuff but one thing i found in common with other presenters who did go to university the thing that kind of got them in was Just doing student radio and like anyone can go to their like local internet or community radio station for like experience start doing shows i always tell people like make a show reel just send it out to like other radio stations just for advice if i was doing it all again like today in 2023 i don't know if i go to university just because what i'm doing is like not news based and maybe i could make more headway in those three years doing loads of apprenticeships, loads of work experience, trying to get jobs like straight in the industry.
1: Okay, so moving on to your career, how did you find the initial change from uni to work?
0: I didn't really have a break so when I finished uni I went home for six months and I worked in my local NHS hospital and then I moved up to London for like three years and was a video editor because I was like I want to be in London and I want to work in radio and I want to be a presenter so let me work in something very vaguely like media based and like hopefully that would get me like closer to my goal. I found the transition like fine because also I started working when I was 14, right? Just like a weekend job. And I've never stopped working since. So even throughout university, um, a little bit earlier I mentioned I literally went with 70 pounds and like my parents like didn't pay my rent or anything. I used I to work top shop and like Miss Selfridge, rest in peace, I love those shops so much. I always work. So at the weekends I'll be working throughout uni, which probably also contributed to my stress, because I guess I didn't have as much time to kind of do my studying. And in my summers, right, so I would never get the summer off, I'd come back and start working in the hospital. If it wasn't studying, it was working, and I've never stopped. For me, there wasn't a big old transition because it was stuff that I'd already been doing anyway. And then moving up to London and starting like my first like media job, It's exciting i love moving to london like living with friends paying your own like council tax and doing all that stuff i really enjoyed it the job i got to do some like cool things with the job i like got to do some stuff with like OK magazine and do a bit of presenting with them but like obviously i knew i didn't want to be a video editor so there became like a really really difficult position where i was kind of rising up the ranks as video editing and i was like this is not what i want to do so i made the tough decision to quit i moved back home which like when you're in your early 20s that's like quite a big thing to do and i just didn't know what i wanted to do but i just knew that i didn't want to continue up the ladder like i feel like if you've got a career and you're climbing up the ladder for something you don't want to climb up you just step off and get onto another one you know my career in presenting flew forward because i could give it all the time i needed any like auditions that i had or screen tests i could just get up to london straight away i didn't have to like book time off work and be like oh sorry no i can't i'm working i was so available for it so i genuinely think that's the reason why. My presenting career is here today. If I hadn't have quit that job, so it was a lot of life lessons for sure.
2: So one question that I really do want to know is: Was it difficult to build yourself up in the industry? Oh
0: yeah, and I'd say I'm still doing it and still struggling with it a little bit. I feel very like lucky to have started on Capital Extra and then to have made that switch over to Capital, which are two like major like national brands anyway. So I feel very lucky that I managed to like kind of start there because yeah, it's really hard to build yourself up. Like everything. These days, it's a lot about like social numbers as well, which is like something I definitely like struggle with. If you just work really hard at the jobs you do, like if you're, you know, if you're good, I strive to like make every show good. And if I'm good, then like other people will listen or maybe I'll get other jobs from that. And like any other kind of like DJ jobs I've done or like hosting, if the feedback's good, more than likely they'll ask me back to do it again. In terms of like presenting, I'm obviously like a couple of years in, but it's been like a year, just under a year since I've had like my full time capital show. So I feel like I'm generally the start of my career. Yeah, I definitely find like it hard to kind of build my stuff out and also get your name out there as well. Trying to do like creative things on like Instagram or like TikTok. Definitely think that is a bit of a struggle, but like something I'm trying to work on. You
1: mentioned about working um, in a hospital. What exactly did you do there?
0: I was like an admin, like assistant, like working as like a secretary, and I worked like throughout COVID as well. Yeah, I did it for years. It was really good for me because it was a like kind of like a zero hour contract. So for me, I know like zero hour contracts are like kind of like touchy business, but for me, it meant that I could swan off at a, like a moment's notice. In fact, I remember I got called and I, they were like, "You're going to be starting on Capital Extra," and I was like, "What?" And they're like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Oh my god!" Okay, so I was like, "I need to, I need to leave now." Like I told my bosses, I need to leave now because I had no obligation to stay like my bosses was so understandable that I can kind of like pick up work and drop it it was a really good job in that like I actually felt like I was like doing something and like giving back and like helping patients I don't know bust the myth that it's all like glossy and glamorous like I was doing capital extra in the weekends and I was working like an NHS like office job in the week like it's it's hard like financially like you know you need work to like pay rent and like live and all that kind of stuff so there's like absolutely no shame in like you know working like a another job while you're trying to get like your career off the ground and that's something that I've always like stood by and like trying to do other like bits and bobs like while I do radio and it's it's only literally been like this past year that i've managed to kind of like do radio full time or do presenting and DJing full time did you
1: ever consider like doing it full time when you were struggling to get your feet off the ground in in terms of radio
0: that's a good question i think there was a point i was like oh my god will this ever work out but i think i've always had the belief that i would do it and honestly like it was not my passion it was good work oh i was watching the clock i was watching the clock and i was just like Oh, I don't want to be doing this. I knew that wasn't, like, what I wanted to do in my career. My boss... Like, everyone around me, like, knew, like, what I wanted to do and, like, presenting. They'd always ask, "Oh, what's happening now? When are you next on the radio? Oh, listen, like, everyone there was so supportive and it was so lovely because it made... If I had a really difficult boss, I think that would have been really, really hard. I know it's kind of must be hard for some bosses to be like, I know you're not dedicated to like this. You're good at it. You're like, you'll turn up for your job and you'll do it, but you're not, it's not your passion. And I, to hire me and then for me to be like, nah, I'm I'm gonna go like spending part my time doing radio. They were like super understanding. They were just super helpful when I could like, come and help them out a little bit. So I was more of like a support person. I look, look back on that time like really, really fondly because it gave me the money to be able to like for train fares to come up to London to like try and do bits and bobs. Yeah, I would never have done it full time because I knew it was never for me.
2: As you said, your past like year has been very big for you. Like you got your full time radio shows and that. What has been some of your biggest highlights?
0: Cool. Um, definitely getting the shows on Capital. That's 100% my highlights. And obviously the going to my first like summertime and jingle bell balls, they were absolutely incredible. At the summertime ball, I literally shed a tear because I was like, oh my God. I know this is going to sound wild, but I didn't quite realise like, how big Capital was. Like, Because I turn up, I'm on my own in a room, right? Talking to myself. And obviously I know there's people listening, but I don't know, I don't really know like how many people are listening. And then you go to like Wembley and you look around and like, and like people are getting like Capital merch outside. And I'm like, oh, and then like, how? Harry Styles is there. And I'm like, he likes capital. That was just like a big reality check. And I, just for your workplace to put on an event where like Harry Styles, Stormzy, Dua play. Like I was like- you
1: yeah, I not, like, not many places to really do exactly. that, do they? Other than Capital. Yeah, I
0: was like, oh, I'm, let's go to work. And like the work is like Wembley or the O2 with like all the best artists. That was such a pinch me moment. I did some like DJing and hosting at the Isle of Wight festival. That was like my first kind of working at a festival. and I love a festival. So like, that was like a dream. There's so many things that I've done this year i'm like oh my god wow like on reflection it's just really lovely and i just feel so like grateful that i get to do it and get to call it work there's that saying and it's really cheesy and like your nan probably says it but like I 100 stand by it's like if you do a job that you love and you really enjoy like you'll never work a day in your life every day i pinch myself i'm like is this work if i didn't need money to like live and pay rent i'd do it for free because i love it you know <laughs>
1: So we asked some of our listeners if they have any questions for you. So one of our first questions is, do you still get nervous presenting and hosting or do nerves pass with experience?
0: Oh, no, I get nervous. Sometimes if I'm doing a different slot or if I'm doing it in front of people, because being in radio, you literally are in a room by yourself or just like a producer. So although you're like kind of saying the same stuff, like suddenly if there's like loads of people in the room, I'm like, oh my God, guys. I pretend that no one's listening to me and then I have like the best relaxed time. So... 100% I still get nervous but I think that also like a little bit of nerves is good. Like I don't know if that will ever end. Like I always listen to like interviews like celebrities or like you know proper pop stars and they're like yeah I still get nervous. I'm like oh right so if like Stormzy still gets nervous like of course I'm always (laughs) gonna get nervous you know. So it's it's a good thing to have. It means you care. It means you care.
2: Another one was do you feel as though you have a lot of creative freedom in your job?
0: Oh yeah, I think I get to chat about whatever, which is often like a load of rubbish and like nonsense. That commercial radio stations that like, you don't pick the songs, like I think that's a big myth, myth busting that people think, "Oh, we get to pick the songs." You don't get to pick the songs. So in terms of that, no, but in terms of my like general career, yes, cuz I get to say like anything that I want. I have a lot of fun when I'm doing it. You know, the jobs I'm kind of selected for are like really varied and like genuinely like passionate to my interests, doing a few like fashiony bits as well, which I bloody love in like general my career like I'm definitely kind of like in charge of the direction that I want it to be going and it's really nice to be able to like have that control.
1: Do you have any advice for someone wanting to go into presenting late on in the process?
0: oh, just start. There is no time limit. You don't have to get into it early. I always panicked and I'd see like people my age who were like doing way better than me. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm never gonna get to that level. I feel like if you don't pursue something you're passionate about, you'll always regret it. And you'll keep putting it off and then you'll be like 40 and 50 and like, I wish I just did that thing. Also, I love there's that quote and like, I think it's like Oprah. She got fired when she was 40. She like, just from a normal job. Like she hadn't even started her chat show. 40 is like no age, but like when you're like, you know, 17, 18, like 40 feels like you your parents' age, right? So like if Oprah can start her chat show like in her forties, then you know, is it forties or is it maybe I'm lying now? <laughs> maybe it's like twenties or thirties. <laughs> that one. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's like late. Like so many people come to their passions like late in life. I think if you're trying get experience, try and like get uh, work experience at like community radio stations, Get together a demo. If you can't get to a community radio station, do it at home. Just pretend you're doing a radio show, edit some songs together and you're talking in between. Get a showreel, send it to everyone. Do, do like, street teams if they still exist. Just, yeah, bombard people with emails. Like, just don't quit.
2: So the last one we have was, what was the biggest challenge you faced in the industry and how did you overcome
0: it? Oh, I, I do wonder if it's self-doubt because that can... I guess, be the killer of your career. Hopefully that doesn't sound like a weird answer. I just think that there's a lot of other people in this like industry, they're all your friends, which is amazing, but some people you don't know, but, and they do really, really well. And like every day, like you'll see like a new um, announcement of their like swanky new job, and maybe it's a job that you wanted or you want, and like, you're not at that point yet. And like, you kind of like wonder, like, am I gonna get there? I just think that like knowing what you bring is unique and you don't want to be the next someone else because they already exist. Like you want to be the first you. That just knowing that like you have like a talent and a skill and that like your time will come, I just think is really good because I think if you start doubting yourself, then you won't be like performing as well and just keeping that like confidence and like knowing that there's a reason you're doing this, you can do it. I think the biggest thing I had to like overcome in that I just have to always be aware of it, if that makes sense, was like a constant overcoming, like every day, like no, it's fine, it's fine, get up
2: so we are coming towards the end of our episode unfortunately so we have just a few final questions for you the first one is what advice would you give your 16 year old self
0: oh my god that's a great question um (laughs) do you know what i've literally never like thought of that ever before which is kind of wild isn't it have more faith in yourself have more faith and like know that your like tenacity will like make it work out if you've got a dream just go for it just know you've got the strength within you to like get through a lot of hardships and stuff and like when uni gets stressful like just know that you can do it and just have the confidence to do it and like just have faith. I was always, like, such a little self, like, self-doubter like self and I still am a bit of, like, a warrior and, oh, what if it doesn't happen? What if this happens? What if, like, I don't have a long career? Like, even now, like, oh my God, I'm like, oh, what if they take me for the radio? What if I'm not good enough? I think what if I'm not good enough is just, like, the thing that just, like, surrounds me all the time. So just, like, knowing that I am good enough, like, I will make it. If I'd had, like, actual confidence, like, from a young age, I do wonder, like, where my career would be now. So I think that would be my advice. That's a very lovely question. <laughs>
1: What advice would you give someone who had, like, no idea what they wanted to do or where they wanted to go?
0: I have this conversation with, like, people that I know. Um, I always say, get out a notepad. Write the things that you are interested in. Like, anything. It could be, like, you like watching, like, comedy TikToks. It could be, like, anything. Just what do you enjoy, like, doing in your life? Hanging out with friends. Do you enjoy, like, working through, like, puzzles? Like, anything. And then start, like, working out, like, what kind of thing you'd like to do. I know someone who didn't know what they wanted to do, right? But they just knew they didn't want to sit at a desk for, like, eight hours a day. They're, like, just something that gets me, like, off my feet and doing, like, something different. Working out, like, the sort of, like, style of work that you like. I think when you combine those kind of things that you like, your interests and passions plus, like, the style of work that you like or things that you enjoy or, like, the subjects you liked at school if you are more, like, academic and liked more, like, you know numbers and science or whether you like more creative stuff i then think marrying those two you can think of a gazillion careers that you would never even considered like you don't have to know what you want just know the kind of areas or things that you quite like and then i think the roads might like form in front of you rather than like knowing exactly what you want
1: Kemi, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been so incredible to hear about your amazing journey and all of your wonderful advice. And thank you so much uh, for opening up to us and everything. Be sure to tune into Kemi's show on Capital Extra, four till seven on Saturdays. And if you're a night owl, like me, I'm um, always yes, on. Yeah, <laughs> yes. To be fair, we're both quite bad. <laughs> if you're a night owl, tune into the one to 4am show on Capital.
0: Thank you guys so much for having me on. It's been really, really lovely, kind of like delving into my academic history and like good luck with everyone's studies. Yes. Thank you
1: so much. Just a reminder that
2: podcast episodes air every Monday and next week we will be joined by another special guest.
1: If you want to know who the guest is in advance or ask a question that'll be featured on the episode, be sure to follow us on our Instagram at crossroads.podcast. And while you're at it, follow our other socials. On TikTok, we're crossroads.pod. And on Twitter, we are crossroads.pod with a Z. Don't forget to share with your friends and leave a rating on Spotify and Apple. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. So you know my, know my,